This is the opportunity for our kid to have some diversity in their lives, no matter what their background was, mm -hmm. whether if they was black, white, wherever. But we know that the majority of the communities here in Marin County are overwhelmingly white, mm -hmm. and so are their schools. For the Marin Council of Chambers, I'm Stephanie Plant, and this is We Are One Marin. Paul Austin has heard this refrain from many parents as the founder and head coach of Play Marin in Marin City. It's one of the reasons his program grew from one basketball team of nine players to 12 separate teams full of kids from his neighborhood and all over the county. When we met, he led us in some drills not only on diversity and inclusion, but we also talked about his coaching philosophy and how the lessons he teaches his players on the court translate to lessons for life. Stay tuned for the first in a three-part special this month dedicated to Marin City's 80th anniversary. Today, Play Marin, coming up in the next episodes, other influential leaders who continue to impact so many of our county's young people. Here's another window into how Marin works. Let's welcome Paul Austin. Paul, why don't you start, if you would, telling us a little bit about Play Marin. Absolutely. So Play Marin is a nonprofit. We're a 501c3. We're based out of Marin City. I started Play Marin. My main reason was when I looked at the landscape, especially in Marin City, um, I wanted them to have the same opportunities. So I like to look at it from a standpoint of what I call closing the activity gap. Mm -hmm. I worked at quite a few schools here in Marin County, about four or five of them over a six-year period of time. Mm -hmm. um, and it was quite, you know, eye-opener of seeing how affluent areas, um, especially the, the kids in the school, I mean, their schedule was packed right after school. They're doing chess club, you know, they're going sailing or yeah. kayaking. They belong to a mountain bike group. And then plus all the organized youth sports that they had available to them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to do something about that. Mm -hmm. And therefore, uh, Play Marin started. But I simply did start really to serve kids in Marin City. Mm -hmm. But then what I also found out is parents throughout the county started coming down to Marin City, bringing their kid to participate in our program. And I started asking parents like, hey, you know, why do you bypass either San Rafael, San Anselmo? Tipperon or wherever to come here and participate with us and they were very honest and said hey this is the opportunity for our kid to have some diversity in their lives no matter what their background was mm -hmm. whether if there's black white wherever but we know that the majority of the communities here in Marin County are overwhelmingly white mm -hmm. and so are their schools right and so you know if we could provide this culture and this opportunity for diversity in an extracurricular activity way, well, that's something that we, we honed in on and we do, you know, fairly well. And what a teaching opportunity for you as a role model. True, true. I don't, I don't have to tell you about the lessons, right, from yeah. sport. I mean, you could probably tell us what, what well, sports gave you as a teenager. Well, absolutely, right? It's the character development that you get out of youth sports, you know, time management. I even tell people anger management. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? You got to learn how to take uh, orders from other people and mm -hmm. advice. Mm -hmm. um, and so the discipline piece is a huge component of it. You being able to show up for your friends and your teammates, also be able to develop what I call true leadership skills, mm. right? Um, and that's what you really get out of sports. 
because it gives you an opportunity to understand how to socialize with other folks, mm-hmm. how to listen, right? Because you know the umpires and the referees, you may not always get the call that you want. Agree. Mm-hmm. But you have to be resilient, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't break down, have a fit, fall out on the floor. No, you got to be like, okay, next play. Mm-hmm. Let me keep going, right? And you learn how to lose. Mm-hmm. That's one of the bigger things in life that some people overlook is understanding how to lose, right? But then also understanding, hey, if I keep on working at it, it's, I'm going to get better. Whatever it is that their that their goal is that they set. So goal settings, you know, mm-hmm. if we're going to go into the season, what are we going to do to win the championship? How are we going to get there? All right, it's going to require for everybody to show up to practice every day. It's going to require one of your off days for you to be out there shooting in the backyard. Like all of these simple tools that we teach through sports. But then for me, it's also like, all right, I'm glad that you're playing against this kid, but do you know his name? Mm. Do you know what school he go to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is, like, take the opportunity before and after games to build a relationship with other kids. Yes. Right. Right? Because you're going to see me doing it with other coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, because you will. You're going to see each other, you know, at some point in time, you, you might be playing with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you might go to TAM, you might be on the same team. You might end up at one of the private schools, either in Marin or San Francisco, and you guys might join forces then, but get to know each other now, mm-hmm. right? Which is a huge, huge component. And then also just that, to create a platform for kids to be social, mm-hmm. right? Like, we kind of forget how sports allow kids that social aspect and figuring out who they are. Well, it's a built-in social network. Yes. It's somehow slightly like I shouldn't give up all my parenting secrets, but <laughs> chosen by the parent in mm-hmm. a way, directed by the parent. Yes, and you and your expectation is your coach is going to create a healthy environment. Yes. Right? Like even if you have a dispute with somebody – the coach is going to pull you guys together. Hey, man, y'all on the team. Like, y'all got to be able to support one another. And what does that support look like? Mm-hmm. Rather, if it's on the court or, at, or off the court. Mm-hmm. So these are all lessons that I'm trying to tell kids now because I understand um, I may not be able to affect the educational system the way that I want to, but to be able for kids to hold each other accountable mm-hmm. affects their education outlook. Because once you get to high school, you got to have, what, a 2.5 or whatever to play on the team. Mm-hmm. So that means you got to be going to class. You got to be doing your work. For me, I'm always telling students, hey, you need to, if he's on your team, then you need to encourage him to go to tutoring after school. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you, like, we can't afford not to have him. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's that accountability mm-hmm. that comes into place also. And also teach kids how to advocate for themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's almost an art that we don't talk about enough. Is being able to say, hey, I need you to be able to stand up and come and share. I tell kids, come share with me your feelings. Mm-hmm. Tell, me, tell me what's going on. Because the expectation is when you get into certain, either in school with a teacher or you might get into a conflict with somebody outside, it's how are you going to deal with that, right? You don't want to just shut down. You want to be able to speak your truth and stand up for who you are and be comfortable in that. Absolutely. And that's a foundation that we want to build in our youth going forward 100 percent right, for life skills mm-hmm. tell us a little bit if you would I, I happen to know uh you went to tam high but you grew up in marin city is that right absolutely so i was born and raised in marin city i'm 46 years old now 
but I consider myself a third-generation Marin Cityite. Mm-hmm. That means my grandparents, both sets of my grandparents, migrated from the South to come work in the shipyards. Mm-hmm. Um, the historic aspect of Marin City often get overlooked, especially from the contributions that, that we gave or, or we did for not only Marin County, but for the United States, right? Like, Marin City was birthed out of World War II. Right. Mm-hmm. It housed everybody, no matter what color you was, that all lived in Marin City, and then they worked in the shipyards a mile or two away in Sausalito. Right. But when the war ended, you know, black people, we were redlined right here to Marin City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were not able to move throughout the county. And so you know, I have a whole lot of feelings about that. Mm-hmm. Also, especially as I got older, been digging into how systematic racism has continuously oppressed our community here in Marin City. And so, yes, those are just multiple layers, but I am glad because it did provide me a level of understanding, not only about myself, because our community was so tight, being able to be raised in what was considered a black community, even though we was in Marin County, which is overwhelmingly white, was really special Uh because I knew my neighbors. Right. Right. My neighbors knew me. We had a bunch of programs that uh, poured into my life. You know, we had Operation Give a Damn, which was a big brother, big sister program. Mm-hmm. My mother, who's a continuously uh, activist today, Terry Harris Green, ran Step 2 Educational Vocational Program that really helped us with our educational needs. So tutoring every day after school, going on college tours throughout the South to HBCUs, Just being able to open up your mind was one of the wonderful things about it. And then I grew up as what I consider a recreational kid. So I played sports all my life, uh, football, basketball, and baseball. Really enjoyed it. And then we had summer programs that was offered to you. You had the Marin City Rec Center where you went, you hung out with your friends. Um, You know, I didn't grow up in an era where video games were the major thing. Isn't that nice? I know, right? <laughs> it's like totally different now. That's all my son do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a son that likes it, that too. <laughs> right? It's like the, you know, everything changes. Yes. Um, but I was a big fan of just being out and playing and just running the streets with my friends. So went to town, uh, played football and basketball at town. And at that time in the 90s, because I graduated in 94 in the, in the 80s, the landscape at Tam Apias High School for sports, at least for basketball and football, was uh, the majority was, was kids of color, mm-hmm. right? And you saw it on the court, you saw it in all the photos, you saw it plastered all over Tam High School. Um, and so, you know, I went to school in Houston, lived there for like 10 years or so, really enjoyed my time. I went to Texas Southern University, HBCU, studied early childhood education, ran after school programs, got into real estate. Mm. But what happened in 2008, 2009? Crash. The crash. And I was like, oh, what I do? Tough times. Yes, it was tough. But what it did, it it gave me the opportunity, because I had a young daughter at the time, to bring my daughter to to come visit for like two years. Like, we're just going to go back to Moran. We're going to visit family during the summers. And on a run recreation programs for him. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I got a little daughter, I got family. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, Jonathan Logan, he had just finished school 
he was the interim general manager for the Marin City Community Service District, and he essentially convinced me mm. to come and stay. Mm. He was like, Paul, they want me to take this position, but I need a recreational director. Would you be willing to do that? Hmm. And I was like, I don't know. You know, I really enjoy Houston. But at the same time, my money wasn't the same way that I wanted it to be. So <laughs> right. it's like, like all right, I'll come back. And so then I ran the recreation center for about six years. And then I stepped away, worked with Bridge to Gap College Prep, did some college access work, I worked in a few schools. And at that same time, when I, when I did leave um, around 2012 from the recreation center, I had two teams or basically two programs that I didn't want to see die, kind of three. One was our, we just started basketball, so I had like one or two teams. And I was like, ah, these are my teams. I created them. I'm going to make sure that we keep on doing that. But, of course, in Great Marin, you get some rumblings like, hey, they don't belong to a Catholic oh. youth mm. organization. Mm. And I was like, I live in Marin City. Mm-hmm. We don't have no Catholic churches. <laughs> 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 we got Baptist and Kojic and mm-hmm. everything else. Right. Um, but I had a volunteer parent. He just came on over. Um, we super close now. His name is Randy Raven. And uh, Randy's super intelligent businessman. He's like, Paul, I'm going to take this off your shoulders. I'll go out and find us a, a, a Catholic organization to support us. <laughs> and he did. He found St. Mary's Star to Sea. In Sausalito. Sausalito. Um, at the time, I mean, they just transferred out Father Mike. I love Father Mike. Oh, today. yeah. I mean, he's just such a big, cuddly guy. <laughs> warm heart mm-hmm. right and he was so juiced and so excited when the opportunity came to them mm. um, and they was like no problem it's your it's your organization we are just here to help support however that may look mm. and what they did they stepped up and they was like hey we're going to pay we'll pay the league fees mm. and that's all they wanted but then they you know they'd be like hey come to church we got donuts for the kids and he shows up to some of the games. He used to show up to the games and be like a huge fan because it was. It, 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 we, we came in at a time not realizing that it was going to be a little bit of controversy mm-hmm. because we were a new program, but then we was also a program that was black and brown, right? Like you saw the color in our program and why yet, you know, we would think that we kind of, our past, some of our racial issues, mm-hmm. we not because they occur in different ways. And, and we saw it play out sometimes in the stands with, you know, some of our competitor parents having negative comments to say. Wow. But we just stayed fast, right? Mm-hmm. And so we just built, you know, we built a program. We averaged about 12, 12 teams, boys and girls. It started in 2012, officially? So officially, we started in 2019. So oh. we got our 5013 in 2019. Okay. But I did start in 2012, um, just doing programs, all volunteer based. So myself and all of my coaches were all volunteers. But then, you know, I just wanted to step out on faith mm-hmm. because I had this pretty well running, you know, uh, sports based organization that wasn't official. And I was like, I was nervous about it, hmm. right? Because it is doing something. It's getting out of your comfort zone. 
everything then was going to be on my shoulders, um, rather to, if Play Moran was going to continue to rise or was I going to let it crumble. So in, in 2019, really 2020, I actually I went full time. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and make sure this is what I'm going to do with my life. Mm. Wow. Yeah. You're up to 12 teams. 12 teams, just in CYO, right? And then you have other teams too? Yeah, so we usually do like a kindergarten. Busy. Kindergarten <laughs> basketball. That just makes me smile just to think about it. You know, we got to do. We got to make sure <laughs> yeah, the young ones get awesome. going. I mean, my daughter uh, swam for a long time, and her coach always says I'd rather start them young, right? I can <laughs> I can teach new skills. I can't break bad habits. Skills. Bad habits. Yeah. Can't break bad habits. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So we look at the K one two, make mm. sure that they start working on their skills early on, and then I partner with my guy Jomar Butler, who ran the County Bears, and we also do AAU basketball, travel mm. basketball, mm. but. We want to make sure that now that we have a bunch of kids at the high school level, that right. we continue to make sure that they have the same opportunities. And club sports is one of those that... It's very expensive. It's extremely expensive. So providing those opportunities without the costs, I assume, or with a subsidized cost if you can, or yeah, donations? At, or As much as we can, we try and do it um, at no cost, mm, wow. right? But that's where... The rest of what I say, Marin donors, I need y'all to reach out. Okay, mm-hmm. we can't we can't do this without mm-hmm. the funding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is, it, and it is important. You know, I try and uh, help folks realize, like, you know, you'll pay a thousand dollars for your kid if you have that extra thousand, mm-hmm. pay it for it for another kid. Absolutely, mm-hmm. right. And that's the model that Play Marin has been built on, because we do serve a community where the median income is forty thousand dollars. Mm. And, you know, that that would be a huge burden for me to ask a parent to pay $1,000 to play club sports. And so, you know, we we are constantly looking to raise money. I tell people all the time I'm getting better at it. Mm-hmm. It's hard. But I'm not a natural fundraiser. Because mm-hmm. to be honest, my mom has always been a nonprofit, and I've seen how much she gave of herself financially and mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I want to stay away from it. But then I realized that there is an opportunity for me to continue to give back into other people's lives Mm -hmm. so they can gain. That's the most overarching, beautiful piece about it. And so what I try and let people know, like, this is a business, right? This is a business, but it is going to require other people's funding source Mm -hmm. and their support, right? Whatever that looks like. So I'm always reminding folks, hey, give how you see, please whether if it's of your time, whether if it's of your funding, or your experience. How do they call that? Time, talent, and treasure? Time, mm-hmm. talent, and treasure. I like that. <laughs> well, not, I didn't make it up, so you can have it. Well, I'm going to use that one often. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, time, talent, and treasure, mm-hmm. right? And be able to pay it for it. I mean, we live in arguably the richest county in California. We go back and forth between us and Orange County, mm-hmm. which means we're one of the richest counties in the country. Mm-hmm. So the, um, the surplus of economic freedom mm-hmm. is here for people to pay it forward. Right. I'm sure fundraising is hard and asking for money is hard, but you have a microphone in front of you, so go. True, true. Yeah. So, so here Pitch we go, right? Like, reach out to me. I'm Paul Austin with Play Moran. Open up those pocketbooks anytime you want to. <laughs> Write us a check. Send it over to us. However you see willing and able to do, I am 
here to meet with you, talk to you about it, and thank you for your services at any given point in time. That is excellent. You're getting good at that. Yeah, that felt natural. Uh, I'm not going to let Before we let you go, however, I do want to go back to uh, Marin City because Marin City 80 is happening all year. I I believe a lot of celebrations coming up in September. Yes, yes. And I just wondered if Play Marin is participating in that at all or how you might be participating. Yes. I mean, we're always a partner at the table, Mm -hmm. pretty much with all of the uh, organizations in Marin City. So I will be partnering with Felicia, who's heading up the Marin City 80s. She's such a wonderful historian in her own right. And so, yes, people knock on my, they always come to me like, Paul, (laughs) we need X, Y, and Z. Can you show up? Can we do some youth stuff? And so, yes, I'm going to be involved. Today I didn't wear it, but I even got some sweatshirts that talk about, that says Marin City is black history. Mm. Established 1942. Love that. Um, I've been also going around to, I've been to about four or five different schools here in Marin to talk about Marin City from a historic standpoint and, you know, talk about my story, which is a story within itself. So it's it's an opportunity for people to learn also about the deep history of Marin City. And what I find is very, very few adults really know here in Marin, Marin County themselves about Marin City and what we have contributed and also how we've been affected through redlining. Mm-hmm. But it is our celebration of our community. And so I'm excited. I love a good celebration all the time. So people, you know, show up, come out, be part of everything that we do, you know, because I do miss what I consider some of the old days growing up, uh, having a flea market in Marin City, right? Being yep. able to go down. I remember. Uh, get me a big old corn dog or an egg roll. <laughs> Yeah, I'm go, sure there's go shopping. So, there's so many people who wouldn't know, right? That you now you go to what is Target and there's a CVS there, whatever yeah. else used to be there. There used to be a video store in that mall too. Yeah. Uh, that was our that was the flea market. That was the flea market, and, and I'm always trying to think outside the box, right? Because the flea market was something that paid paid forward back into organizations. It was an economic resource for our community, right? So I think about. Back then, they were saying five hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars used to go back into the community. It mm. gave people jobs, the whole nine. Yes. Unfortunately, the redevelopment that happened in the mid '90s, late '90s, did not pay dividends mm-hmm. back into our community. Yeah. You know, i.e., we don't lo- we don't own the land anymore. Right. Right. So you know, thinking outside of the box and trying to get people on board um, around what I call let's 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 get the property back. Mm-hmm. and turn it into a community land trust. Mm-hmm. So then we can have our own economic arm that could feed back into our local government that could help us be a sustainable, hopefully in the future, a sustainable city because we are, we're in a corporated area currently of Marin, mm-hmm. but we still need to figure out how do we create a revenue um, mm-hmm. source to feed our community like, like it used to happen back in the past. Absolutely. And then what's the out-of-the-box idea look like for next steps for Play Marin? Oh, here we go. Yeah, next steps for Play Marin <laughs> is nice one. <laughs> I, want Marin, I want Marin City to be known for youth sports, right? So one thing that we're working on currently is working with the school district to repair the old baseball field that's been there so we can have an actual playing field because currently we don't have a playing field. So it's hard for me to say I really want to start a lacrosse program or a soccer program or a flag football program without a field. 
So that's one. The other one is I want to build a facility with like three courts in it. Mm. So I, those are my two things that I want because I know people will come if they bring Absolutely. in their children. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. Marin, Marin County do not have enough facilities as is. Yes. I mean, you guys have been having night games since I was in high school at the rec. Midnight basketball. Everybody love it, right? Mm-hmm. And just imagine if we could do that on a bigger platform. Absolutely. And Absolutely. what that could mean for the county and especially Marin City. Like it would create jobs, number one. But then also it would bring folks in. You know, I want to throw big tournaments like because mm-hmm. I go everywhere currently mm-hmm. with my kids. And we go to these gyms that got three courts or four courts in it. And I'm sitting back and I'm like, oh, my goodness, they charging ten dollars for every adult that come in. Plus ten dollars for parking. Mm-hmm. Plus you're paying like three fifty as a team to come play in this tournament. So I'm just thinking from an economic standpoint, what a facility like that can do for a community. Because once they come in, you you're there yes. all day. Oh yes. So you you go in, you're gonna spend your money in the in the area. You gotta go yeah. get, you gotta eat. So that's that's my overarching plan. Okay. And I believe the more and more I put it out there in the atmosphere, that it will happen. Marin City Sports Complex. Marin City Sports Complex, powered by Play Marin. Hey, oh, that sounds perfect. But we are growing. We're getting ready for summer programming. We now serve over 400-plus students or kids a, a year. So we've been growing. Congratulations. Well, thank you, Paul. We appreciate your time. Hey, anytime. And I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you guys providing this platform for me to come and tell our story. So, yes, thank you. We are one Marin. Thank you. We are. Talk to you soon. You can reach Paul Austin and his sports programs at playmarin.org. That's playmarin.org. Stay tuned for more features celebrating the 80th anniversary of Marin City in our next two episodes. If you want to join the conversation or make suggestions, reach us at weareonemarin at gmail.com. The Marin Community Foundation generously sponsors this podcast. Our theme music is performed by a student at Enriching Lives Through Music. Elm is in San Rafael's Canal Neighborhood. Finally, a reminder to support diverse local businesses and shop Marin. <laughs>